Welcome back to Unfold Unhinged with Caitlin, Andrea and Tori. Welcome to season two. Make sure to be following our Instagram at Unfolded and Unhinged Pod. Welcome back to Unfiltered and Unhinged with myself, Tori and Caitlin. We are joining you on a Tuesday. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> it took me a minute there. I don't know what day of the week I have. Um, we're joining you on a Tuesday evening. We apologize for missing last week. We had some stuff going on. We were busy. People were sick. So we are coming to you with a topic this evening that I feel like is the bane and the root of our issues at the moment no not Siri I didn't catch that could you Siri I did not ask for your assistance on this topic (laughs) thank you very much I apologize my computer has decided to um what's the word what's when someone hijack that's it they wanted to hijack my my recording basically we're going to be discussing stress and burnout and um kind of what everyone's different takes on it are and how they how they cope with it and um I suppose how you guys recognize uh when you're when you're going into burnout yeah I suppose I'm the kind of person that I don't realize I'm stressed until like my whole body decides it's shutting down with either like sickness or exhaustion like I'll stay going even though like maybe like a week or two previous my mother could be like um I th- you need you need a break like you're you're stressed and I'm like I'm not I'm fine I can get I'm, I'm doing everything that needs to be done and I'm getting it done so I'm 100% fine but once I get to the point of like I'm burnt out and like I've had enough you won't see me or hear from me for like a day or two. My idea of like recouping is like um Sorry, that's a fucking lie. Yes. At least three to four days you disappear. Like fucking Harry Potter down the chimney, you disappear. I don't disappear for that long with no contact. I'll no, give no, bits no, and pieces. Minimal contact after about two days, and then we get a full Andrea back after about seven. You'll forget when we know us. Caitlin, back me up here, please, for the love of God. I don't think I've gone a full week on on burnout recharge. Five days, then. Five, that was ten. Five, five days. <laughs> Double it, 20. Why don't we have an auction? <laughs> Tori's right. Five days like burnout, but then it takes you a couple days extra to like actually get back to yourself. It's generally about a week. Okay. Or shall we remember we're the not last criticizing, time? We're just trying to correct you. Because you might think it's two days and then it's been a week and I'm like this, this is the thing. This is the thing with burnout is because to me when I think I'm coming out of it and like that, if I'm giving people minimal bits of like, whether I'm snapping you like maybe once or twice in the day and I'm not keeping up with like whatever's going on in a chat or I'm not like generally speaking to everyone as frequently as I do. To me, in my mind, that's like, right, I'm coming out of it because I'm choosing to start communicating with people again. It's not becoming like an effort or a chore. 
Whereas like that, fair enough, it does. It, I will still have the lingering effects of, of burnout for like five days and then fully come out of it a couple of days after five days. Um, but I, I think I just have a tendency that I'm too independent in that sense that I'm like, I don't, I don't want to ask anybody to help me with stuff when I know I can get it done. And it's not that I don't trust anybody to do the work or do whatever I think needs to be done. I'm just very much like, I'd rather do it myself. I don't like asking anybody else for help. And I'm just like, I'll do it. Even if it puts me like <laughs> into an early grave, I'd rather get it done myself and then feel the effects afterwards. I wouldn't care about what's happening in the, in the previous. And my idea of like recouping is like, I will probably go into my bed and I'll either catch up on like really crappy TV shows or films, or I will like power through a couple of books in the space of a couple of days. I just, my phone will be on me. I won't be talking to people, but I'll be like reading something on my Kindle and I will just, I'll power through about two or three books uh, as my idea of just switching off. That's what I need to do when I, when I reach burnout is I just need to switch off. I relate. Okay, honey. I mean, we all know I'm in the session of burnout and stressed just purely because I'm arguing with people again. Um, for a summary, my book was meant to come out four days ago and it is still yet to be published. Um, I thought like two days after it got published on I put it out onto ebook late on Thursday. So my thoughts would it would have been out on like the very latest, early hours of Sunday. Like the very latest. Nothing. Um and then it just ended up being that it was a lot longer than it was gonna be. It's now six days since I published it and it's well, it's a bit of exaggeration. But it's been a while since I set it off to be published and it's still not out there. Um I don't have an update. They don't have an update because they can't see anything on there and see why it's not being published. So it's currently in the middle, man. I'm stressed. They're stressed. I'm currently leaving it in the hands of Kindle again. So currently just waiting to find out. I'm I'm really stressed about it because I feel really guilty. Um, however, everyone that was on the ARC list has been emailed about it. Obviously, they'll be getting a different version to everyone that gets it to print because they're getting a version that's got two extra chapters and an early version of the next one with the name in it um and yeah so i can't even send that out because book for those not let me do that either because apparently my plan isn't upgraded and i upgraded it two weeks ago and it's like hello you're handling this much better than than the last time and the other couple because normally we we find you in like a depression pit yeah but I'm trying to describe what's like I don't mean right this is going to sound mean but it's not meant to come across mean I'm just seeing your demeanor in which you are when you're in mid mental breakdown mode is like you know when um Smeagol or Gollum like comes out of the cave and he's pure like <laughs> like <laughs> when you try to broach Tori about like how are things like any update she's pure like in the dressing gown put up and she's like don't talk to me and we're like oh god someone feed it coffee like that's her precious we're like 
get it just yeah take it yeah I had coffee today I, I woke up today I've been all, a bit all over the place I woke up I missed all of my alarms I woke up like I've been dragged through a hedge backwards. I've never slept that deep in my life. I couldn't even tell you what I was dreaming about. I woke up, didn't know what day it was. I thought it was Wednesday. So I thought, oh, I've got a bit of a lie in. Then I looked at the day and I went, oh, fuck. Mom had to take us to work because I was that late. I was, I got to work and I was like, I need coffee, but I don't like the coffee being something you at work. So I had to order a coffee. The coffee turned up nearly two hours later. There was no ice in it anymore, so I had to contact them again. They said they couldn't send out another one, so I got a full refund. I was like, right? So I had no coffee because it was it was it was a warm iced coffee. That then once the caramel had melted in with the coffee, tasted like sick. Yeah. So it had to go in the bin. <laughs> By the time I got it at eleven o'clock, I was like, get me home immediately. Get me home. And then I found out that I'd agreed to a an extra shift this week, which is fine, but I forgot about it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have a lovely five-day weekend. I'm a fuck. <laughs> so I'm <just laughs> fucking shift. Oh, never mind. Moving on. I'm fine. The stress out. Oh, yeah, that's that's the actually that's the catchphrase of this group when we're uh, in the midst of burn burnout and stress. <laughs> we sound like ross from friends because we'll we'll like voice note each other or like check in with videos and be like yeah all right and we're like i'm fine yeah. i don't know why it's coming out all squeaky like that but i'm fine exactly. <laughs> uh caitlin my dear how do you how do you know when you're getting stressed and to what extent do you have to get to before you're like i'm banjaxed i don't know i think I'm not, I don't know when I'm in burnout, doesn't really think. I think my brain shuts down quite easily. It's, it's, especially at the moment, it's terrible. Like, I could not tell you when burnout is. It, it, I can generally stress. Stress is more of a, like, I'll cry over most things. And then. I'll get snappy and like really aggressive when <laughs> especially because uh it's quite a stressful thing at the moment because obviously George and I are looking to move and George is not equipped for moving yet. Oh uh, nothing, moving... te- nothing tests the couple's patience more than the prospect of moving. <laughs> Oh God! But it's this is only an event that should be happening in about June, July mm. time. So it's not even a thing. But oh my God, he's testing me, and it stresses me out. And then I get then I get really miserable and like really, not aggressive, but like very snappy and just I start having a go at him for no reason. Well, you've got a reason. Yeah, it's a just... reason. It's not a very good one sometimes. But because of, like, obviously the house viewings, like, we've done two so far. But he gets into such a mindset, which then puts me into a bad mindset. Because I'm like, okay, no, we can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, it's an already stressful situation. It's not talk about, like, negatively. And I was like, and then he asks me a question and I'll say, yeah, it's 
I'll re- answer his question honestly. And then he'll ask me the same question three more times. And I'm like, I'm already stressed about this. Because we, because like he became very, not obsessed, but like particularly about the house. Like the first house we went to, it was too small. It was this, it was that. And he had his eyes on the house we went to last weekend. And he like really liked the photos. He liked the look of it. If I didn't have the same question about, oh, did I like the house four times in the space of a minute? And I'm getting snappy because I'm like, I'm already stressed. This is a lot of like things to pro- like put into prospect considering money, house, moving. I mean, I'm not moving like two minutes down the road. Mm. Like, so like I started getting stressed and stressed. And then it ended up we were sitting at the kitchen table in his house. And we were talking about like the financial side of it. Like, is the house affordable? Is it logical? And the more we spoke about it, and then George snapped because he was overly stressed, which then made me feel even worse. So I started crying. <laughs> and I tried to hide it. <laughs> That's worse. That's worse because then your lips start doing that thing of you're like, oh no, because I went to the toilet. I went to the toilet and I was like, fine. And then it was bad because there was no toilet paper. So I was like, I can't even like wipe a tear away. I was like, nope. So I was sitting there and I had dungarees on. So like, I had to physically like untuck everything to try and get the bottom of my t-shirt so I could wipe the tears away, make my hope my face wasn't red. And then I calmed down a little bit and then his mother asked me a question and I just started bawling my eyes out. <laughs> so I was so stressed and panicked and I was like, this is not good. And I was like, because we'd got to a point of like so much stress and so much like anxiety I was like oh no and I was like trying to force myself not to cry and then it just went downhill because someone asked me am I okay now it <laughs> yeah that's the worst when you've already had like a little cry and then you're like right I've got to rein it back in we've got <laughs> stuff to do and then you think you're ready to go and someone looks at you and just goes are you okay you're just like <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> it's worse than the initial cry you first had because then you start getting the hiccup hyperventilation. You're like, hi, 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 just need a moment. And you can't even speak. You're getting like one word out for hyperventilation. And it's awful. It was. Oh. And she was like, his mom's lovely. And she was like, okay, you can't cry because then I'll cry. Meanwhile, George is feeling bad because he said something that set it off in the first place. <laughs> like, it calmed down eventually, but oh, I was like, yeah, no, this is, I think we need to table this conversation. So George and I went for lunch because we were like, let's, we hadn't eaten that yet. So that was already, George and not eating in the morning is a terrible idea because he's already stressed. So I was like, okay. So we went for lunch, came back, then carried on the final financial talk and everything was fine. And then we put an offer on our house, which is more stress because now we have to do now we have to wait for them. But at least now George has come to the conclusion that if we don't get this house, 
there are other houses. What a taken, mindset. Yeah, it took him a lot, us telling him that information, a lot of times before his mind clicked. Okay, yeah, it's fine. If this house doesn't work out, we'll just start setting up more viewings. So it's like, no matter how many times you told him before this, he would not. He just, he had his eyes set on that one house. And I was like, there's more houses. It's like, there's like so many new builds by his house, like loads. And yeah, some are still that, being built. When you, when you get like fixated like that, when you see it and you're like, oh my God, like in love with that, like your heart is set on it. So like, you don't even want to think of the prospect of other houses. You're like, I really want that one. So then when you do have the conversation about the price of it, whereabouts it is, is it is it good for travel wise, like public transport, all these things. And then you're a bit like, well, then if we've started out all this, what if it doesn't go through? And like that, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't think of other houses. I wanted this one. Exactly. So I'm like the stress of this and like the stress of like the possible of actually moving. I'm like that's when that's when we'll see you I think at your peak stress is when you have to take down all your uh, Funkos and your books and start packing I those feel, I feel like I'm gonna have to get on a train because she's either gonna ring me crying and be like can you come down <laughs> oh and I'm getting on a I'm getting, getting on a flight yeah we, we'll is, be there because I just well, feel like hell? that is that's gonna be when we'll see Caitlin at peak like near burnout <laughs> stage me and you just put sit on the bed stop crying put put something of Marvel on, I don't know, fucking Moon Knight, and just sit and watch Stephen solve crimes, right? No, 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 no. We put we put Winnie the Pooh on the telly, and <laughs> we're like, Caitlin, just, like, rubbing her back while she's, like, blowing into a bag. Just watch Winnie the Pooh. Don't look at ER, he's too depressing. Pick pick a different character. Go, pick, <laughs> watch the Pooh, watch the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll come oh. down. And she'll go. She'll go. That Funko box doesn't go there. I'm going. Get Shut up. Yeah, that's what'll happen. She'll just be like, "This is missing a stand," and we're like, "You don't need the stand." And she'd be like, "But I need the stand." I'm gonna she'd buy like, an extra pack of stands with boxes down. <laughs> this is oh. the thing is right. Her moving is stressing her and George out, but then the whole move is stressing Andrea and I out because Andrea and I are gonna have to go bring him a hand because. Although we know she could do it on her own, we're going to have to come and assist. <laughs> yeah, moving really tells you how much crap you own. Mm. And I'm like, I'm fine with the cupboard stuff because most of that's in boxes anyway from when I moved like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, fine. But I'm like, I've also acquired a lot more Funkos, a lot more books. But I think I think a good story on on moving and stress was the best one I've ever heard was my cousin and her partner. Now, where they started looking for a house when she was twenty four, I want to say, they didn't finally agree on a fucking house until she was twenty six, because there was one thing that he liked that she didn't like. There was this that she didn't like this, and he wouldn't change that. The, the amount of viewings they went through oh my god there were so many <laughs> one they liked the woman had died not in the house but she died she lost the deeds to the house it took them two years to get the house a year to put it into the way that they want it everything was fine for you 
She gets pregnant and has a baby. <laughs> so the baby's now trapped in everything. Oh, she also they moved in in the September by October 1st. She bought a kitten. She just had new carpets put down. <laughs> what a lovely scratching post for the kitten. Because yeah. he told he told her no. And then I got a phone call of Do you want to come kitten looking? And I'm like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Got the car. And she's going, no one tell us. Grandma's in the back seat. I'm tracing the other seat. And we're like, what do you mean don't tell us? Have you not got us permission to buy a cat? <laughs> no. Brilliant. Great. Oz is like 35 at this point. Stretch as shit. Because he's like, right, everything's done. The house is all beautiful. Everything's fine. Well, he came home. She just held this cat in the front door like. Anyway. Yeah, I did a thing. <laughs> Basically, she said I did a thing. And he told her, no, Hannah, it has to go back. It has to go back. She woke up the next morning. He was down on the sofa. Couldn't win the cat. So everything went out. <laughs> I remember having to move out. Move, move back home when I had my flat. Oh my god, I've never, I've never quickly packed something more in my life. I've never wanted to get out of that fucking flat more in my life. It was a hellhole. I had, I was moving out September first. I had everything fucking packed by the first of August. I wanted out of the house. I went out of it. I don't want to be there anymore. But I had, I obviously had to pay me, pay me, me, me rent until the end of the month. So I was like, I'm gonna have to fucking live in it. Hellhole, never again. Um, and like that, kidding. Moving is a very stressful. Moving home was very stressful. It took three trips to get everything back. Wasn't fun. I admire the people because uh, a girl that I worked with, she she's left us now because her and her boyfriend are moving to Australia. I really, I'm, oh girl, don't make that face at me. I'm telling you. Australia is so tempting to me at the minute. Fucking every Tom, Dick and Harry is moving to Australia because the prospect of living over there is far more better than staying here. Um, But like, I really, I was a bit like, because she was explaining to me like about her, like her packing. And I was a bit like, you know, how are you, like, what's your process, your, your process of like, what are you taking? What are you leaving? She was like, oh, I'm like selling off all my makeup because I don't need that. I can just get some over there. I'm selling off loads of clothes that I don't need. It's going to be extra money in my pocket when I get over there. And she was like, I'm just going with like, you know, the essentials. I'm not bringing a rake load of stuff because I'm going to be moving into a place there. And there will be shops there to get like extra clothes, the furniture I need, extra storage, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, fair play to the people because like that is like, 22 plus hours of traveling to get to one place that you are now set on like oh this is going to be my for the foreseeable my forever home until I decide I want to maybe move back home and, and things like that um but I'm just like fair place to people that like it's it's hard enough trying to find some place to move where you live or at least in the same country that you're in but like for people who decide, nah, not for me. I'm a peace out and go to Dubai or Australia or New Zealand, the places that offer a bit more better quality of life and living and wages than what I'm getting here. I'm a bit like, fair fucks, G. Like, it's tough going. Very tempting. Extremely tempting. The only problem with Australia, and I've seen this on TikToks, I've ended up on, like, sort of, like... Spice. What? Wait, no. 
but yes, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move to Australia because if there was a bastard fucking king spider in my corner, I'd burn the I'd burn the apartment down. We all know I would. I'd screw the place down. Um, the problem at the moment in Australia is there's a housing crisis. So yes, obviously your friends moved out there. The inflation of rent and things out there, although it's a very livable place to be, is also very hard to get a place to live now. I've seen this all over the joint because it's all over TikTok at the moment where it's people that are literally, there's like 300 people queuing to go and have a look at this apartment because it's just a housing crisis. Caitlin's nowhere. I've I know seen that video. Yeah, I've seen a guy, there was a TikTok that I watched today, literally on my way home, where this guy said he's lived everywhere in the world, but the one place he settled was Costa Rica. And that's not just because it's the most beautiful place in his opinion. It was just, it was beneficial in like terms of work um transport was great um food and different cultures and things like you've got all that going on for you and he said he settled in Costa Rica he lived in Australia for quite a few years and what he basically decided was Australia isn't going to be for him forever as much as he loves it he went somewhere else so he moved over a couple of places but he said his totals in terms of rent food and everything like that isn't even one fourth, one quarter of what we pay over in England and Ireland kind of thing. So he, the money he earns, he basically gets to keep the government doesn't take that off in taxes or yes, he does get taxed, but it isn't as extortionate as, you know, it would be over here. For example, he said he'd never move back to the UK because all he's going to be doing is paying for basically people in parliament. And that's not fair. Like, and I agree, it, it absolutely fucking boils my piss how I I don't know where my tax goes. It says it goes to the NHS, yet they're making more cuts. They've just cut the social makers today. It just absolutely fucking pisses me off. And the thought of moving, yes, moving to a different country, that sounds appealing. It's a, it's the stress of the move that would have me in a fucking coma. See, I think, well, see, right. So two things there. The first thing being that, there is a reason I can't see myself settling here but also I think I'm too much of a homebird that I don't think I'd stay somewhere forever I think I'd do my couple of years or whatever and then eventually come back Ireland at the moment I haven't seen how bad Australia is but I can only imagine it's probably on par with what Ireland is at the minute if not maybe Ireland's probably a bit worse off because the average rent to pay in Dublin currently, because I was listening to this on the radio the other day, the average rent uh, in Dublin at the minute is €2,300 uh, per month. And that is not for anything fancy. It's not for some place that is like well off in Dublin. It is a simply for maybe like a two bedroom house, like maybe if a family wants to rent or things like that. That is the average amount. Nobody in their right mind here, unless you are in the best flipping job, can afford to pay rent in Ireland. Like that, there are people, queues of people, hundreds of people queuing up. Like if they see, if they're waiting online and they see one house goes up for a viewing in Dublin that they that's going up for rent, there are hundreds of people queuing up to see that one particular house. And like that, because there's such interest in it, they can then drive up the price of how much it is they want to charge for it. Because they're like, oh, well, 
if all these people are stuck and they've nowhere to go, then we can charge whatever we bloody like. So I don't think I'd actually be able to afford to live here. Not unless I moved someplace else, worked in a place that has fucking decent pay for the job that I'm in, save a load of money and then come back home. That's what an awful lot of people do here is they go to Dubai because it's tax free. They work, they save all their money and then they eventually come back home and they build their houses. They buy their land, they buy their and they build their houses. Uh, in Australia, I think the main issue with people moving there is an awful lot of young people tend to go to the busiest spots to do renting. So Sydney, Melbourne, Perth maybe as well can be quite popular, but definitely Sydney and Melbourne are definitely the, the, the most popular. So everyone tends to flock to those places when there are probably, so with the same experience, quieter places in Australia that would do just the same thing. Um, it is tempting for someone though, like me for the simple fact that a preschool teacher in Australia, because I was looking at it the other day, gets between 30 and 40 Australian dollars an hour. Mental. Like, I understand your cost of living over there is probably just as high, but if your wages are also making up for what you'd be spending on your rent and your cost of living there, I don't think you'd be struggling and under, under as much pressure as what you would be back home here where your wages do not cover your rent, do not cover your cost of living. And it's why people who are my age and older are still having to live at home because they physically cannot afford to go anyplace else. And that's a huge stressor because I like that. It was my birthday back a couple of days ago. I turned 26 and I'm a bit like, I don't want to still be here. Like, don't get me wrong. Love my parents. Love being here. And it is ideal for me because I can pay my bit of rent to mom and dad, but I can still save enough that when I do decide I want to go out, that I'll have that safety blanket. But it's a huge stressor as well to be a bit like, I'm 26. I don't want to still be living under the roof as my parents I'd rather be able to fend for myself and do something for myself so I there's I think there's about in the last like month about 20 to 30 people I know that have all decided they're moving to Australia all just gone because they just they can't afford to stay here it's so expensive and I mean I obviously pay my mom board you guys know how much I pay my mom board and at the end of the year Joe and I will be moving in together and we worked out how much so in in summary I pay my mom nearly 700 pound in board a month and she's upping that because she wants my royalties I'm trying to out me mother but I'm just saying that she's now because obviously it's that expensive that she's now decided oh anything that you earn from Amazon that has to now go on top of your board which I've argued with it's not happening um that that gets saved that money does get saved as much as obviously I haven't earned any for the past god knows how many months but that's getting saved and that is basically it like I'm going to save it as best I can because that can go towards like like you know stuff for the house and things like that and Joe and I worked it out and it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper for both of us to move in it's not going to be as cheap as it once was prior to COVID and all the pandemic and all the changes and things the cost of living it's still going to be expensive between obviously with him being him having a better job than me and him earning more 
he's a, obviously having an, I, I like I like to pay me way. I'm not gonna just think I like to pay me way. So he's gonna be like, I'll just if there's a bill higher, I'll just cover that. Like, because he earns more than me. And I think okay, fair enough. But obviously, if there is something that I've done, the main pr- primarily living in the house, I'll pay that. Mm. Or I'll pay you back for that. I'm not gonna be able to just be like, right, I can't pay that you pay that. No, I'll pay you back for that. Even if I pick up a fucking extra shift, or I do this, or I do that, and like, you know, it's it's it, it's it's hard. It is hard because we've we've there's things that we've already looked at that we're going to cut back on, like food shops and things like where we're going to be doing a food shop and where I'm going to be doing this, where I'm going to be doing that. It just it's not easy. This living isn't easy. You do moment. have to you do have to move in, whether it's you're deciding you're gonna move in with your friend or a group of friends or your boyfriend or whatever it is, you do have to move in with someone that you can have discussions about that, that you that you're willing to compromise on things, that you're you understand that okay, we're essentially on our own now here, which means you have to pull up your big girl pants and you have to start becoming an adult and you have to learn to budget and make saving plans and and all this like someone said to me the other day my friend said to me the other day have I set up a pension I was like no I want to turn in 26 and she was like you should do that and I was like I'm like what I've there's things you learn and it's only because you have to learn these things from like word of mouth from other people that you're like you should be you should be doing these things and I was like didn't think I needed to start fucking doing it now so I have to now look into starting up a bloody pension when I didn't think I'd need to start doing that yet I automatically got I automatically got put onto a pension scheme when I turned a certain age and earned a certain wage I think I've been I've had my pension my pension started the end of 2020 only because I did a lot of overtime that put me over the threshold so I've had, I've been paying pension for about two years now. So yeah, automatic. See, I, I we see you see the crowd I work for they don't offer you a pension thing because it's obviously it's a it's a community crush and then we nobody there wasn't even a a conversation had about you know listen we can look into if there's a group of you interested which in hindsight it would have been ideal considering I've been at the place of work that I've been in for five years and it would have been ideal to have started building up a pension for five years but it's just it's it's now just things I have to look at doing like now because it's like okay you realize I'm now 26 that's four years off 30 you're not getting any younger basically that's also stressful idea of a pension oh do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's, I think since I've, I'm opening my mind to things, like, that's another thing. I genuinely don't think if I was to stay here, I couldn't afford to have any kids because I've nothing there. There's nothing really that this country can offer you that is going to support you in having kids. Sure, you get your, your uh, child benefit and you'll get your, really shitty maternity leave pay and you know what I mean but like and childcare costs yeah sure we cut some of the costs for parents in the budget but like not enough like people are still forking out loads of money for bloody childcare so I genuinely don't think that's another thing 
I just don't think I would be able to afford to have children in the next couple of years because essentially this country it's fucked with the way that it is running currently and I think anyone who is from Ireland that listens to this will completely agree with me it's fucked at the minute like people are, are on the verge of getting kicked out of their homes at the minute there is this whole eviction thing going on at the minute where essentially they're like oh okay yeah we're I'm now going to allow landlords to just go in and say listen I know you've been here for three or four years but I'm essentially giving you this you've got to get out that's it people with nowhere else to go in the middle of a housing crisis are being told to get out of their homes country's it's fucked unfair. it's unfair the whole world's unfair the world, the whole world's fucking coming to an end. All I'm seeing is just fucking death, destruction, and fucking crisis is left, right, and center. Crisis is up the wazoo. Yeah. This conversation well, has added more it, stress. <laughs> well, all we've learned now is that we're stressed about our future lives. Mm. I think we're going to end this one here so we don't get even more stressed. Mm. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you for the next one. Bye. Bye.